1: What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, this is Fightful Wrestling. This is August eighth, twenty twenty two. We're here to talk WWE Raw. Slap a thumbs up on this video, share it, subscribe, all that good stuff. We got all kinds of content coming to you every day. Post shows every day. We've got news shows uh, multiple times a week, from the spotlight to listen, your boy to Grapsity. But we've got Denise Salcedo, the newlywed Denise Salcedo, $40 richer after I did the money dance.
2: Aloha. Mahalo. I'm back and I'm not ready to uh, join the workforce again. My, my life feels very simple right now. Uh, you know, just coming back after doing all these fun things on vacation. And now I'm just sitting here in front of a computer.
1: Oh, wait, wait, wait. But in, in less than two months, you get to go to beautiful, Cleveland, Ohio.
2: (laughs) So I Googled things to do in Cleveland, Ohio.
1: Hold on. I'll tell you what popped up. Meth and not shit.
2: No. Okay. So, well, yeah, pretty much. Uh, All I saw was like rock and roll Hall of Fame and then one other thing. And then there was a cemetery that they were promoting. And that was it. (laughs) That was literally it. But either way, I'm excited to see what Ohio is like.
1: Have you never been to Ohio at all?
2: Never. Cleveland never, is. I don't think I've ever been to like, yeah, to like that area before.
1: Cleveland is not a fair representation of uh, the state of Ohio.
2: What would be a fair representation?
1: Not Cleveland. Not much I'll say. Um, but we'll we'll be there. We're going there for Jeremy's wedding. Uh, but guys, you got to help us cover these trips leave super chats, leave Humper chats, go to Humperchats.com or get your uh, super chats in and we'll read your question or statement on the air. There's plenty Sean, to talk there's about. Still
2: so, there's so much to talk about. I haven't seen you in a week. I don't know what your California experience was like. I don't know anything. Um,
1: okay. Uh, I went to your wedding. Obviously I flew in on spirit. It wasn't nearly as bad as everybody thought. Everybody said, um, I, I, tell you one thing, I'm just going to pay for a more expensive flight next time, because when you're on spirit, you got to pay for the Wi-Fi for to make sure you don't get split up on seats. You got to pay to even carry a bag on. And it just ends up costing the same amount that you'd pay for Delta in general. So there's that, but I actually slept on the plane for the first time. I went to, the biggest crack house of a hotel in San Pedro that I have ever experienced. I told you,
2: Sean, I told you, I gave you a fair warning. I said, I "I don't think you should stay in San Pedro.
1: Yeah. Yourself and your husband both kind of warned me. And I said, all right, Uh, I paid the $50 early check-in fee. I slept for two hours. And I said, we're getting the hell out of here. And we got a hotel in long beach. Got a, got a (laughs) refund back for one night. I was like, all right, cool. Uh, then we went to your wedding. That was fun. It was actually like, very nice. What did you think
2: of my wedding?
1: It was very how'd you, nice. How would
2: you like participating in the money dance?
1: It was fine. It was a good night. We got to hang out with Cole and Will, which was nice. And uh, met a, met one of your friends, James, who's done some work at After Buzz as well. Um, Sean Waltman was very happy to hear that I, I met him. Yeah. So, Sean uh, loves that him. Was, yeah. That was cool. It was a fun wedding. I was so exhausted when I went home because I had like, I had no sleep the last the last few days before. We went to Venice Beach the next day. I rode bird scooters very fast. What'd you think
2: of Venice Beach? It
1: was all right. Um, it was cool to see it, like to see the the workout equipment and all the stuff there. Uh, we went on the beach a little bit as well. Uh I the biggest difference that I noticed in California beaches compared to like the East Coast is how much wider the beaches are like they're they're so much longer than what i've had like when i went to florida and stuff like that so that was really cool the next day we went we had a lot of time to kill before we flew out at like seven so we went to santa monica that was a lot of fun i really liked santa monica that was uh very cool yeah
2: I love Santa Monica. That's why I made sure to recommend it to you. I was like, "Go to Santa Monica. It'll be a great time." Uh, So, what was your? How do you feel? Do you love L.A.? I need, I I need, I need some feedback here. This is my town, Sean. My city. I
1: I love the weather. Like, I was able to. I I wanted to wear sweatpants while I was there. I didn't feel like dressing up. Neither (laughs) of us did, and um, I could wear them there without sweating to death because. In Kentucky, the humidity is insane. It is just unreal. But out there, I stepped off the plane and I was like, Oh, there's not humidity here. No. Like, what the hell? It was it was way better. The time difference just messes with me so much. Like watching Raw at five PM, like me getting the this the rundown for Raw at like 420, 430. I was like, what the hell? I I wasn't quite used to that yet.
2: I messaged you. I was like, hey, reminder that Raw starts at 5 PM. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure Sean knows, but just in case he he forgets, because you know, it is a little weird that you don't watch Raw like till like really late. So it's not easy an easy thing to get used to. But anyways, uh you did the money dance with me. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny because uh you because <laughs> I was dying, Sean. I was dying of laughter when I saw you go up and get in line to do the money dance. And then it was so funny because we were I was like, Sean, what are we doing here? I feel like the viewers need to know what the experience was like since we talked about it for so much. And the um, second you went in and you put was... the money on me, you were like, this is like eight, five full subscriptions right here.
1: <laughs> uh, it is. is Did I give you more than anybody?
2: It, I, no, you you didn't there was people that gave me more. More than forty dollars? There was people giving me hundred dollar bills. Okay. I got I look, check it out. Here's the here's the scoop for everybody. This is a box. I full don't see of any bills.
1: I don't see any well these in there.
2: there. Yeah, look, zoom in. Here's one. Hold on. I zoomed in. Nah, There's that's one.
1: counterfeit. That's counterfeit.
2: Bro, I'm telling you, I made five almost close to six hundred dollars just for dancing for like twenty minutes with people. Hmm.
1: Well, um But you it, officially it was...
2: paid to dance with the draw Denise Salcedo.
1: Yeah, it was reminiscent of a of a seventh grade slow dance is what it was.
2: <laughs> okay, uh, so the the song before you I think was fast, and then yeah. you came and the song went so slow. <laughs> <laughs> and then I turned to the side and everybody's taking pictures of us dancing. And the next thing I know, this song is over and you're like, I'm leaving.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was very excited to leave, and that is what I did. It was um, so funny. Louise Marie says, "Money bag, salcedo over here." Omar says, "Welcome back, Denise. Hope you enjoyed your wedding." Gabriel Reyes says, "Pretty good show, but more, most importantly, congrats, Denise. Welcome Thanks.
2: back." I'm not ready to be back, man. I still feel like I could go out and you know do something else. It all went spicy, you know. I'll tell you this the day that I flew out to Hawaii was raw was airing around that same time. And I tell you, I felt so much FOMO. And then I saw your little post where it said that you were going to, that raw was going to be making a statement or something. I'm like, damn, I'm going to miss like the you best miss
1: that much. Raw.
2: That's what I thought. Right. But in my yeah. mind, I built it up, right. I built it up in my mind thinking raw was going to be like amazing. And then I go on and people are like, oh, I was fine. You know, nothing yeah. too missable. So I come on today and I'm thinking, okay, like, this is it. I'm finally here for, you know, this, this raw, let's do it and i was like oh that's that's it
1: yeah well uh we we are gonna talk about pro wrestling guys i see a couple of you going wrestling well don't worry we got all the time in the world nick hester says you know what cleveland has massage parlors uh none that i would go to my friend and nicholas 763 says fightful reporting returns that could happen the day they return you all have to sub to him only five dollars on patreon this man is a wizard Yes, uh, I- indeed, we are actually reporting these things instead of posting vague GIFs and then being like, see, afterwards. So uh, fightfulselect.com, $5. What, what could you possibly spend five more dollars on? And also, Fightful is now on TikTok at tiktok.com slash fightful.com. I think that's what it is, whatever. Our at is at fightful.com. We're going to have clips. We're going to have uh, all kinds of stuff. Wrestling Breakdown says, I found myself feeling something I haven't felt in a long time tonight. Surprised at how late it was when I first checked the clock. Two pretty good episodes of Raw in a row. Let's go. Denise, you haven't seen that over the moon about them.
2: No, well, I didn't watch last week's Raw, but I I read what everybody was saying, and I read the result and I was like, all right, cool, whatever. And, you know, I was very lightly keeping up with what was going on. Basically, whatever was the most noteworthy thing, like I... Uh, I heard about it, but everything that was mediocre, I could care l- to less about it. And today's RAW, I-, I gotta be honest, I think that going into the show, I truthfully was expecting a. L- and I get it; they're sprinkling these changes. We're seeing little things here and there, look a little different on the show, and that's fine and dandy. But overall, this felt the the, the thing is. The bar for Raw has been set so low that any little thing that is somewhat decent is making it go that much higher. And so even then, while for some people, it may be like, all right, this was a good Raw, it was better than what the bar has been like before. But does that make it a good Raw? Not really. I thought this was an okay, an okay show.
1: I mean, I've got former I mean, I'll tell you guys this. You got active stars like Angel Garza. You got former producers like Road Dogg that are liking this tweet that I put out. I said, better matches, more attention to pres- and and prestige to titles. Winners getting title shots. Promoting matches for the future. Not doing every match five times. To me, these are things that should have been happening anyway. But I will credit Triple H for doing them. Because it would have been very easy for him to just be like, well, you know, my father-in-law saw things a certain way and that's how I'm going to do them. But uh, to me, I want to like this show. So these things that should have been happening anyway, just finally happening to me are are fine. And, and we're going to see more of them. There was a thread throughout this show that we're going to spend some time on a little bit later. That made me very happy as well. And we're going to spend very little time on this. Omar says, Denise SRS dancing skills, one to 10
2: non-existent. I don't even think I could rate you on a scale. That's how bad I your broke, I broke
1: the scale, broke the scale.
2: Son, I had to dance with your wife. You weren't even yeah. out there dancing.
1: <laughs> she didn't want to dance. She didn't want me to she show danced her danced
2: with me. She danced with me. Plenty of songs.
1: Well, I mean, after that, she was like, I, I feel so embarrassed that I danced with Denise that
2: that's not what she told me. That's what,
1: that's what and she there,
2: said. And that's not what she told me. She's
1: muted. James says, baby steps, Denise, baby steps. Tremaine says sorry can only tip once tonight. Congrats to Denise, her wedding looked really great. I'm glad you all had a good time. Shauna sent you a DM on Twitter. Nothing sinister, just looking for advice. We're in a new era, baby. Tremaine, I'll try my best to check that uh, very soon, but also we got word today officially that Johnny Ace he gone. Um he was still included on email chains as reported by FightfulSelect.com. And I had some people say, hey, I work in IT. It takes a while. He's been gone for like two weeks. He was on a termination list uh, with Vince McMahon. So I would imagine they'll end up fixing that over the next few days. But he was still privy to some sensitive information. Denise, this is what so many talent expected to happen. Uh, I had top talent in WDB saying he's the biggest snake that they, they've increased experienced in the business they were outright celebrating him being gone and there were other people that were like well i don't plan on ever having to work with him ever again so uh this pretty much happened the way that we thought it was gonna happen
2: i think the interesting part here is that wwe seemed to be keeping this in very very close-knit like not wanting to get this not wanting this information to be out and here's my big thing like looking at this Are you kidding me? Out of everything that's been coming out, I would want people to know that John Laronitis was out the door, that he was officially had parted ways with the company, that, you know, he'd been released or parted ways with the company. I would want this information out because you want people to, to know that there are changes being made, that they're getting rid of the people that, you know, are part of that, like, old school mentality when it comes to like wrestling and whatnot you want people to know that this person is out the door so for me I was a little bit surprised I mean I get I get the WWE side as to why they were keeping it on the down low. But truth be told, I would make sure that stuff got out there. I would make sure that they knew that they had parted with John Laurinaitis, And that way, you know, it could kind of seem like, okay, this new school of, you know, wrestling, these new people that are taking over with Stephanie and Triple H and, and Nick Khan and all of that, that we are seeing changes being made. And one of those, you know, being that, hey, John Laronitis is is gone. And also just to give a little bit of credibility to the investigation that's being done uh, in the part of, you know, WWE and all of this. I feel that it should have been known, Made it should have been made publicly, made public, like right away. Like, hey, this guy is out the door. So I actually think they should have let people know way ahead of time.
1: Nicholas says, Sean's wife paid more for the dance than Sean did. No. She didn't. Orion Ben says, Sean Ross versus Ricky Starks for your wedding dances. I ain't beating Ricky Starks in that battle. That That's not going to happen. Meet Normus says, congrats to Denise. Also, cut the shit. First you hit SRS in the yam bag. Then you pounce Will into a wall and drop a chair on him. If you boys need a legal rep, call 1-800-STEP-HOST. host she would answer the phone, for the love of God. Uh, man. Uh, reminder, guys. Get in your super chats, get in your Humper chats. It'll get your questions or statements read on the air. Those are the ones that we read and address on the air, including Blocka saying, been waiting to ask your guys' thoughts on Ric Flair's last match. Well, I guarantee you uh, Denise hasn't watched it. She I have just, it. I have it, just- but I've
2: you I just went. got back. Yeah, yeah, I just got back. Like, literally, I was in bed, like, last night, 2 a.m. And then today, I was like, go, like, wake up and stuff. But here's what, I, what I'll what i tell you what I have been hearing, though. I, I have heard nothing positive other than, thank God, he didn't, you know. Die. die. That he didn't die,
1: yeah. Everybody um, and- has
2: been telling me that it was terrible and that it was, you know, a bunch of other things that I won't repeat.
1: Heart attack spot, no thanks. It could have used, I think it could have been about 10 minutes less. I, I actually really enjoyed the story that they developed leading up to it. Jay Lethal, who we knew idolized Ric Flair and impersonated him. Jeff Jarrett, the fake horseman. And then Andrade, his um, <clears throat> his son-in-law. I thought that was a good story. Also, Incredible Gate, over $400,000. Jesus four hundred thousand dollars I
2: want I'm care well I'm sure you know i'm sure the rest of the show was good the rest of the card because based on what I saw from on paper it looked good but I'm curious to see if how those people felt after that show
1: person is paying us twenty dollars to say gladiator king of fruit so there you go buddy hope you enjoy it you very much for the generous super chat you
2: should have is said the- it more pizzazz sean like the gladiator K-O-F.
1: gladiator king of fruit that's what kof stands for i know oh, it i just know what it
2: kof stands for king yeah of absolutely
1: fruit? absolutely king of fruit uh tk mason says no the KO- you're lying <laughs> is the ko seth rollins alliance dead yes it is as of now um but that can all change. Will Gossett says, I love that all wrestling is getting better. Also, Denise, can we get another podcast of you and Blompier screaming at each other? The anti-chemistry is glorious.
2: He's ghosting me right now, man. He's really? avoiding me. Adam, yeah, he's avoiding me, man.
1: Damn, he's, well, he's
2: afraid of me.
1: Well, it seems like WWE is avoiding some sense in this women's tag team bracket. I am not thrilled about this bracket, Denise.
2: Let
1: me pull uh, you it up. Got, Zoe starts, and yeah, I'm gonna actually put the bracket on the screen for everybody to see because okay, where are we? We got Tamina and Dana Brooke against EO Sky and Dakota Kai tonight. I am very happy about EO and Dakota. You have Alexa Bliss and Asuka, who are just kind of put together against Nikki A S H and Dewdrop, and um instead they misspelled her name and it is Duo Drop. But um Did they I, really? I, yeah, as you can oh, see down there. They
2: did, wow.
1: <laughs> but um, I like Nikki and Dewdrop. Alexa and Oscar are just kind of thrown together. Raquel and Aaliyah is one of the most thrown together things I could imagine. Zia uh, Lee and Shotzi also. I would have loved to have seen Tegan Knox come in and team with Shotzi, even if it's one match. You have Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark, an NXT team that is not toxic attraction, um, that is just not, the, in general, the the tag champs, which very, very confusing. And Natalia and Sonia Deville, who we don't really know, uh, have teamed at all. This is this seems far lazier. Um, they could, I mean, Indy Hartwell and Candace would have been great. That would have been wonderful. I would have loved to have seen the Divas of Doom. I would have loved to have seen the Bellas. I would have loved to have seen all kinds of people, Denise. Here's the thing, uh, Sean.
2: I think they could have gone one or two ways because you're naming like all of these teams, right? So they could have even they could have done like a bigger bracket with more teams and whatnot. Or they could have condensed it just a little bit and it didn't have to be all these teams just condensed it a little bit just so that we could have a little bit more interest in some of the duos because for example, like like you mentioned Raquel and Aaliyah, bless their hearts love them both but them together as a duo Makes you sense. know, we know that we know that they're gonna lose like we know I knew Tamina and Dana Brooke weren't gonna be making it in this tournament. i um, same thing with Raquel and Aaliyah, and same thing with uh, well, I don't know about Natalia Sonia could go either way. But I you know, the number one thing that I kept saying for from people on twitter and their feedback was that they really would have loved to see alexa bliss and oscar over on the other side of the bracket because if i'm looking at this if you were to tell me hey denise which two teams do you think are going to be making it to the finals i would have been like oh damn well obviously EO Sky and dakota kai and alexa bliss and oscar except for the fact that alexa bliss and oscar are on the exact same side so that leaves me to think on the right the right hand side of the bracket um, the only team that I can see really going far here is either Zia Lee and Shotzi. And I don't know, maybe I don't, yeah, Zia Lee and Shotzi.
1: Yeah. Uh, to me, EO and Dakota are a pretty, pretty easy slam dunk there, but I don't see a slam dunk team on the other side. Now, anything can happen. People can get written off and quote unquote injured and, and things like that. But yeah, that is, uh, man. I feel like if they would have just been like, okay, Beth Phoenix and Natalya. Well, my God, that is automatically a team I'd love to see in the finals right there. We Another see... thing
2: is too, they could have played off of, you know, Raquel's friendship with uh, Dakota Kai. Yes, Which you know, they, they, they still might. They, they
1: still might like in the finals if they make, the make the it. Park.
2: I don't even think they'll make it to that Who point. Else? Because what are they facing? I see Xia Lee and Shotzi defeating Raquel and Aaliyah
1: possibly I don't know I, I don't see know. them
2: as a stronger team than I do Raquel and Aaliyah
1: I don't just because Raquel's in it true huh. K775 says after Nikki and Dewdrop lose to Alexa and Asuka next week do you think Triple H will repackage them seems like they need to switch things up I don't know why Nikki's still doing the the, the almost a superhero thing I thought when dodrop said are you ready to get serious she might drop that but that didn't happen um we got a tag team match. We got Dakota and EO defeating Dana and Tamina. Not a great match, I didn't think. Um, I uh, You knew that Dakota and EO were going to win. I will say this. There were at least some stakes to it. We also got some interviews, which we're going to actually talk about the interviews later on because it's relevant to the one thing on this show people really want to talk about. But the match itself... How'd you feel about EO and Dakota?
2: Well, it was for sure going into this or like, okay, well, they're going to win. Obviously Uh, they, I, I, I didn't like the Tamina spot when she went off the top rope, when she went to the top rope, I looked really bad. It, it looked very like slow motion, very like broken up, like, oh, like this is what we're doing. This is what we're supposed to do. I didn't think the match was that great. And it was more so to the point where I'm thinking, let's just get to the finish. And that's it, because we all know what the outcome is. The outcome is going to be like, I'm excited to see, you know, Dakota and EO, and, you know, just right off the bat, they add just so much more. Uh, It just the women's division right now on Raw feels a lot more lively ever since, They were, you know, brought in, but I, this was just, okay, let's get this over and done with. We know where we're going with it.
1: There was also a promo that kind of led to this. Uh, Bailey talked about being back and said, I know you guys are booing me, but I know you didn't really like Becky or Bianca. Here's Dakota. Here's EO. They deserve to be here. This was largely done to put over Dakota and EO. And I think that's good because Bailey being on the mic and saying that does carry some weight because, everybody knows who bailey is bailey commands respect of course we got oscar uh, alexa and bianca coming out and we got a mash clash of the castle now which I- i'm like all right i figured that's where the tag team title tournament would sort of wind up but it doesn't look like so and i mean there's plenty of time there's about 3 or 4 weeks they can slowly bring that along and do them beforehand but what do you think of the match I- i'm a- i'm okay with this Back in the day, if you did like a big six person tag, it wasn't just a throwaway on a raw and it became one over the last 15, 20 years. But this uh, it feels like they are trying to build this a little bit, but also the new team has to win, in my opinion.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. And I actually like that they made this matchup for Clash at the Castle because, you know, it's supposed to be a special, a unique show and whatnot. And I feel like getting all of these girls in there who are, you know, all very popular in their own right. I feel like it's a it's a good way to get more people on the show. And the fact that they're actually doing a little bit of a build to it definitely helps it a lot more. So th- I did not mind this at all. And I do want to put over a Bailey's promo during this because it was freaking hilarious. Like, first of all, I love that she basically said that You know, they that we the fans deserve to see a hungrier women's division and that and, you know, women that want more and that are hungry and this and that. But she did it in a way that buried all the other girls. So I love that. But my favorite part in all of this was when she called Dakota Kai Dakota Sky. And then she said, I know that I called her by the wrong name. You dummies like shut up and let me think. Oh, I thought that was such a brilliant way to basically like not she didn't gloss over the the mess up in the name she ended up working it into the actual promo and I loved that like feedback that she that that reaction that she had uh with the fans like that was my favorite thing ever uh so I loved everything that Bailey said here and like I said just having them like on here and even just like the what the this week that I've seen them since the since their pay-per-view since they came out in the pay-per-view it's like already they've been adding so much more where it feels just more exciting. I'm excited to see what matchups and things that they're going to try out with uh, just like even with them all together as a, uh, as a group.
1: Joel Wood says, do you see Sasha and Naomi coming out to confront the new champions much like punk did with Cena in 2011? I hope so Denise, because otherwise this, this division's already looking a little bare without Sasha and Naomi but i i would like to think so will gossett says also current nxt versus old nxt women's tag champ finals would be glorious Uh, i think there's a lot of things they could have done differently that would have been much more glorious than what they did and integrating the nxt champions or maybe just combining those damn titles would have probably been a better bet
2: yeah because they you know they put they have an nxt team on there so why wouldn't they just put like maybe the champions they i don't know they could have probably just like integrated it or found some way to have to have the champions you know go up and you know be part of the nxt women's tag team champions to be part of this somehow just so that we can get this like unified because it doesn't mean to me it doesn't really make sense to have like one nxt team in the bracket and then nobody else and then not the champions
1: alan says surprise toxic attraction aren't the nxt reps in this tourney, Zoe and Nikita are future NXT women's champions. I, To me, that remains to be seen. We, we will have to see how Zoe does extend it after, after the type of injury she had. And Nikita is still very, very young in her career.
2: I still feel like it feels premature for both. You know, seeing sure. both on NXT, like I get it. Zoe's, you know, had more, way more years of experience and all of that. But I do kind of feel like Zoe is kind of in a position where, I don't know. She seems to be getting a bigger push than than what the fans might be yearning for in regards to Zoe Stark.
1: Do you know that uh Nikita worked Wow, women of wrestling, like three or four years ago. Yes,
2: I interviewed her and she did well. Oh, she was good. Okay. Like, Faith Lion, Faith the Lioness. Yeah.
1: So, so that's I, I believe you were there during her tryout, right? So you would probably be familiar I was, so, with her.
2: So yeah, so I was there. I interviewed her in Wow. Well, I spoke to her mm-hmm. in Well, but obviously that was an in character thing because that's what they do in Wow. Well, they don't really do like the off the out of character stuff. Then I was there at the SummerSlam trial, And I interviewed her right as soon as she found out she got hired. I think I was the first interview where she kind of basically broke the news there and said, Hey, I'm hired. And I was like, yeah. Oh, what's up? Good for you.
1: Michael says, I personally would not have out announced the tournament participants this week. Thoughts. I thought that the AEW method where they had that tournament and they like sort of revealed parts of the bracket was a good method. And it allowed them some flexibility as well. Connor says is the six woman tag to get Bailey back to normal in the ring before getting back to singles. I'm sure it doesn't hurt. I mean, she has not had a wrestling match in front of fans. Denise since March, 2020, two and a half years. Meet Norma says the next women's tag tourney will be great. Once they establish teams and stables, best case they unite the NXT and women's or WWE women's tag champs and let them travel. I think they should have long ago. They should have never had those title belts. Dakota and Raquel should have won them from Naya and Shayna. Will says, after what you did to Will Washington at QuizzleMania, I can't imagine why he he didn't want to be distant. I'm a little bit confused. There. I mean, Denise screwed over Will. That, that did happen, though.
2: Jamie. not trust Hollywood Salcedo.
1: <laughs> J- Jamie, or maybe it's Jaime, says, uh, welcome back, Denise, and congrats. Sean, with so many returns coming back, Would you ever see anything out of the left field like Tessa Blanchard? Maybe Triple H could smooth that over.
2: No, there's no, no, No. I think that would actually be, and for like, it would, it would be a bad look. It would definitely be a bad look. And right now they're in a position. I think right now I feel like they're in a position where they have to basically let the fans know, like, Hey, we're hearing you. We're like doing things that you guys want to see. We're making changes. And I don't think that having Tessa come back or come to the company and be part of it is something that a huge majority of people are like. Oh my god, we really hope this happens. You know, that's not something that I'm seeing. I'm sure there's a part of the internet that's like, yeah, but not for like a majority.
1: Negan says they also referenced Lily miss- missing this week. Do you think this is them removing Lily, or is this going elsewhere? Probably them moving on, I would imagine. Uh, what would you think of Bliss's uh, crossbody off the barricade?
2: Love it, love it. <laughs> Love it. And also, I do want to say, like, I really hope that they are done with the Lily stuff. I mean, maybe yeah. they sold all the Lily dolls so they can give them away. I don't know. But or they could just still sell them, right? And just not have yeah. her come out with it. I'm sure people would still buy the dolls.
1: And Simmons says, Wendy Chu and Tiffany Stratton would have been a better odd couple tag team or both are ba- way better wrestlers. Uh, that I agree. I think Wendy Chu is made for the main roster. I think that Wendy Chu can have a very long, like Santino esque run on the main roster as that comedic character that can sometimes threaten. Because, I mean, in the ring she is outstanding. I think in the ring she's better than Santino was, and I I like her character better than I like Santino's as well. But and Tiffany we,
2: Stratton has been improving a whole lot.
1: Oh yeah, she's she's got really good instincts. Air Cool says, have a feeling they'll probably have the tag tournament in before the pay-per-view and have the six-woman tag match winner take all. That would be a great approach. I wish they would do that. Add some stakes to it. Jason says, do you think Carmella and Zelina were supposed to be in the tournament besides Zoe and Nikita? I don't know what's up with Carmella and Zelina. I know Zelina's been sidelined, but again, I don't want to speak on on what that could possibly be. I forgot.
2: um, They're still friends, huh? Because they did that on and off thing for a bit. Technically, The last, they're still friends, right? The last we saw on TV, they're still friends. Mm -hmm. I think, I don't remember. I I don't think I cared enough to remember.
1: (laughs) Hard to tell. Seth Rollins defeated Angelo Dawkins. I've been saying this every week. Angelo Dawkins has just been fun to watch this summer. This guy is killing it. There was the pounds over the table. There was the big sky high. There was the the Tope Kangiro. He was hanging right in there with Seth Rollins, one of the best in the world in the ring. Just giving him everything. Connor said Dawkins and Rollins put on a damn good opener. Dawkins should not be slept on. That's the truth, man. Angelo Dawkins, I keep saying it. He keeps wrestling like a a guy that said, don't forget about me. I'm right here. He ain't just going to split and leave me in the dust. I love what we've seen out of Angelo Dawkins. Obviously, he ain't winning this match. Seth Rollins is. There are probably bigger plans for Seth Rollins. But also, I think this furthers whatever we might have been seeing out of Dawkins and and Montez. They referenced dissension in the past. They've been losing. They sat there in the ring dejected at SummerSlam. What do you think of this?
2: I have a feeling that He's going to become that, you know, there's always that one person that people are like really hoping gets their their moment, right? Like you mentioned, he's the, the guy that, you know, a couple people, you know, people may be sleeping on, you know, he can be considered an underdog. I think if he keeps ha- going on the route that he's going on, like putting on these like great singles matches, having these nice moments, because the way that the people reacted after he hit that power bomb on Seth Rollins, like he got a really good reaction during that. So I feel like if he keeps going about this route, he's really going to be that guy that all of a sudden people are like, come on, we're really waiting for Angelo to get his moment. Uh, So I can see that happening for him. But yeah, this was a nice little uh, matchup here for sure.
1: We got a promo later on where Seth Rollins references Riddle. Actually, he's asked about Matt Riddle. And he makes fun of how Riddle talks. And he says that Riddle is a waste of talent. Just ask Dana White. For those of you who don't understand the reference, uh, in 2013, Matt Riddle was effectively on a four-fight winning streak and got cut from the UFC. That is unheard of. That doesn't happen. But two of those wins got overturned to no contest because he tested positive for weed. Now, today, that probably doesn't happen, just in general. We know that it's not a performance-enhancing drug. Even eight years ago, it was looked at so much differently. Dana White went on a crazy rant with Chael Sonnen, of all people, telling, saying... You got to pass a drug test three times a year. And he says he's going to get a job somewhere else. Where else is he going to get a job where he doesn't have to pass a drug test? And where else is he going to make six figures? Well, I mean, it was a smooth burn by Seth Rollins, but I think Riddle found another place where he could make six figures and not have to pass a drug test. It's WWE. It worked out best for all involved because I, I was a fan of Riddle as a fighter. His fights weren't that interesting unless you were like big into amateur wrestling like, like me and my friends were. But a little bit of a, a nice dig that I don't know if that dig would have been there three or four weeks ago, Denise. I think Vince probably wouldn't have been cool with that.
2: Yeah, or like mentioning Dana's name. You know, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, I completely, I liked it. I liked the little shot. I, th- I like little things like that when you can find ways to throw uh, little shots that pertain to real life mm-hmm. situations. So this was this was perfectly uh, harmless, I would say.
1: Yeah, I, w- I would agree. Well, we had the <laughs> Kevin Owens return. He just destroyed Ezekiel. I mean, mowed him down, beat his ass, power bombed him on the apron, and hit the bricks. Ezekiel got carted out, and afterwards we saw an Owens promo and in the background we saw a car crash. We're going to talk more about that car crash later, but this is the first place we saw it. So while our focus is primarily on Owens, there is this going on in the background. Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop were uh, there. We're, I, I'm told that like people involved in the segment weren't told where the segment was going. There, there wasn't a lot of information provided there. But uh, Owens killing Ezekiel is promising. I, I don't mind Ezekiel. It's just... Damn, this, this seems interesting for him.
2: What do you think they're doing with Ezekiel? Are they going to get rid of the character? Nah, he's,
1: he's dead like Elias.
2: No, I'm not ready I'm for that. going to bring back Elrod. So wait, he's just going to take on a new personality? Probably. I still like Ezekiel. I don't want them to kill off Ezekiel. This made me sad. This this was not... I was sad. I thought poor Ezekiel. I don't want them to kill him off. So I, I'm a little bit. While the while the beatdown was great and on and Kevin Owens sure was pissed. That was great, but I don't want them to get rid of Ezekiel. I'm sorry. I ended up being a fan of this. <laughs> Sue me. This was I, I like Ezekiel. I,
1: I loved this. I loved it so much. Um, Just don't I th- kill
2: off Ezekiel. I'm sad.
1: I I've wanted to see like something like this out of Owens for a while. Connor says, I hope we're getting NXT prize fighter KO. I mean, it's a more aggressive KO at the very least. And that I think is, is something that is promising. And that's something that, that I think they've needed. They've needed more people that feel like a threat on this show. And that at any given time they can turn to and be like, all right, this person can challenge this person can step up. You got to have enough protected people that way, when it's time for the next angle, you're not just like, oh, well, here they are. They're coming out, and they're saying, if anybody deserves a shot, it's me, after they lost two straight pay-per-view matches.
2: I was going to say, who even is that person right now on the Raw roster that actually feels like a threat? Lashley, feels, po- Lashley okay. feels a little bit
1: like a threat right now. Okay, uh, but yeah. yeah.
2: They, they Nobody made, else pops, comes to mind.
1: They made Ciampa a threat last week for the U.S. title and presented him like he was going to win it. So lots there. Volob says, Owens turned Zeke into a geek, but I got an idea that Denise will love. Have Zeke, Elias, and Elrod join uh, the, join. the may, the model uh, gimmick. Oh Sorry. God. What, what's oh, the, why th- is ma- the name maximum escaping? Maximum male models. Maximum go. male
2: models. Hey, maximum you know what? If you model. add Ezekiel and whatever, <laughs> that would be, you know what? I would be interested only because I want to see how they would actually shoot that. How would they get all three. Ver- we haven't even seen Alrod. So we don't even know what an Alrod would. Alrod would look like. Well, what would be his whole thing? I and maybe don't know. we're about
1: to. Maybe we're about to.
2: Well, I hope so. I'd like to see it. I would actually like that.
1: So we got uh a Savage saying, "I want Veer back." I would like to see Veer back too.
2: Was he not on last week? No. And he wasn't uh, on this week. Oh man, nope. where's Veer? Correct.
1: Dan, God of Thunder says, if it hasn't been brought up, Denise should see the Cleveland tourism videos. Have you seen those?
2: No, why would I watch oh those?
1: God. No, what they're funny. Mean? They're very funny. They're comedic tourism videos.
2: Are they mocking the town? Yes, of course. Okay. And
1: when I went to Cleveland because that's where I, I got my hair cut by, by Awesome <laughs> Kong. I was walking around the city the next day, and the dude who did those was doing his weekly stand-up shows in Cleveland Uh, So what do I
2: search? I just go on YouTube and put Cleveland tour videos. Cleveland
1: tourism videos. Yeah. They're very good. They're classic. Are they like
2: host? Who's the person that makes them or what's his name? Uh, A guy named
1: Mike Poke, Very funny guy. But you know what? If you're in Cleveland and you want to get the hell out virtually, NordVPN.com slash Fightful allows you to change your virtual location with just one click. Maybe Denise wants to go back to Hawaii. Virtually, NordVPN.com slash Fightful has you covered. Maybe you missed the WWE Network. Maybe you want to subscribe to overseas services that allow you to get UFC pay-per-views cheaper. NordVPN.com slash Fightful has you covered. They have a great deal, an additional month free, and a 30-day money-back guarantee. I love this about our sponsors. If you don't like it, 30-day money-back guarantee. Get those online trackers, hackers, malware, pop-ups blocked with NordVPN.com slash Fightful, the fastest VPN in the world that works on all your devices. And there are three great tiers for you to choose from. That way you can customize your experience accordingly. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. I am uh, very happy that we we are working with them. I used it on my trip to Nashville, on my trip to uh, LA and back. It was fantastic. It allowed me to get around some of the limitations of... Uh, of the hotel internet, but nordvpn.com slash a fightful. Jared says, Veer's busy coming again. I don't know, maybe he's going. Will Gossett says, it's, That does make a lot more sense about the women's tag titles. I don't know why I didn't think about that. Face palm emoji, y'all are the best. Well, you know what, Will? I think you're the best because you sent us a super chat just to say that, and I appreciate it. Roy says, Rather than being the Jannetty, Dawkins might be the Christian Cage. And I mean, a lot of people sleep on Marty Jannetty. Marty Jannetty was one of the best American workers of the 90s. It's just that wasn't what people were looking for in the 90s. I think if Marty Jannetty was plopped down in the 2010s or 2020s, he would have had a much more successful career. Also, if he would have stayed out of his own way. (laughs) We have the Omos handicap match. This was a squash. We've seen it before, but they're they're rebuilding Omos a little bit. Any thoughts, Denise?
2: How wait? How are they rebuilding him? This is the same thing I've been seeing him. Sorry, Sean. Explain on this one. What did I miss last week with Omos? This is
1: no. Then he crushed. He crushed a couple dorks, and that's it. Oh, it's the, the same
2: thing. I oh, I don't see anything different. Don't see anything new, and I st- don't think I care.
1: Sure, I understand that.
2: I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. A, like no I, out of me. It's just like. There's nothing. What else? What else are they gonna try? That's new with Omaz. You know, it's the same thing over and over. I haven't seen anything new. To I would me, like they to do something new. To Speedy me, they, Oma's they can come back.
1: They burned him, getting knocked off his feet, getting slammed, and getting pinned. And those are the three things that you worry about because he's not gonna be the guy. So that's about it. Uh, I, I hope that he can to put him back
2: in some sort of comedy thing. I hate to say it, but I kind of uh, like them in that spot. Like, that's out of what we've seen. I feel like that's been the best thing we've seen for What him.
1: comedy thing.
2: Just like when him and AJ Styles were, maybe it was more. That well, granted, comedy. it was more AJ Styles that was like the funny one. I mm. think they had some funny little moments. I remember. That's, maybe. Come on. Like, I don't know. They I, don't, that was a, I don't think Omaz. that was.
1: I don't think well, that was. Well, it comedy. came off
2: as funny to me. Sorry, Sean. I allo out.
1: I guess, but um, I, I've got no optimism that he's going to improve significantly uh we've got ray and dom talking with edge backstage dom is being a little bitch and pushes edge accidents happen he's trying to get that ass whipped though and he eventually does by Rhea ripley finn battler defeated ray mysterio joseph Corre says i want Rhea versus dom at clash of the castle and maddie says is Rhea going to get her title match that she was supposed to get at money in the bank i miss her in the ring at this point maddie I got to go with Joseph. I'd rather see Rhea versus Dom at Clash at the Castle, Denise. And we got no super chats about this actual match. It was pretty solid. Instead, everybody's talking about Rhea whipping that ass.
2: Apparently, everybody liked that. That was actually one of the things I heard about when I was in Hawaii. It was like, oh, Rhea beat up Dom. <laughs> Let's see what's happening. <laughs> that was one of the things I actually did hear about. Um, Oh, my God. Where do I begin with this here? I, the backstage segment with uh, Edge and Ray and Dom, I couldn't stop laughing because it reminded me of every teenage girl who's arguing with her mom and mom doesn't take her side. And she's like, you've known me for like 25 years and you're going to take his side instead of mine. <laughs> you have you not had that argument okay i had that argument with my mom back in the day <laughs> um anyway so that's what that reminded me of so bless dom i think that the thing that's helping him at least get a little get a little soft spot in people's hearts is literally anytime Rhea gets his hands on him
1: i love this i love ria beating his ass again her being portrayed as more imposing physically than dom is not a slight to Dominic at all, even though he ain't the most imposing person. It's just is a badass, and there's nothing wrong with that.
2: <laughs> uh, and I, uh, look, how do I say this in a nice way? I could probably think at least a handful of girls that are way more dominating than Dominic Mysterio. Okay, like no offense to poor, bless poor Dom, bless his cotton socks. But there are there's a couple of girls that I could, def- shit, I think I could I could take on Dominic at this point.
1: Finn Balor defeats Rey Mysterio. Uh, Dream Ninja says Rhea is Poppy, and Michael Key says Rhea versus Dom needs to be for the title. Screw Reigns. Uh, Balor defeats Rey again. I feel like I feel like Finn Balor probably needed this more than Rey. Rey is effectively bulletproof right now. He's he's Rey, and Finn Balor is trying to get over this stable that has never really been over.
2: Yeah, I don't think they've ever actually hit a point where people are legitimately interested. I would say that the point, the only time they hit that was when they attacked Edge and kicked him out of the group. And after that, there hasn't necessarily been like a peak for the group where people are like, you know what, this Judgment Day stuff, we're feeling it. I don't think I've seen anybody on the internet really be like, oh yeah, we're really behind this. Uh, Other than when they, they turned on, when they turned on edge, that was like the only time I recall there being like actual interest, you know? So I just feel that unfortunately the reason why this 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 judgment day thing hasn't really taken off is because they've been involved in the storyline with the Mysterios. And unfortunately there's not, that's not necessarily the best pairing I think right now when a lot of people weren't so interested in the Mysterios.
1: Ryan Ben says, Ray hit Dom with Dewdrop's car. (laughs) It's funny. We got the Dolph Ziggler-Chad Gable match. So I love watching these two chain wrestle. These are two accomplished amateur wrestlers. But Matthew says he was so distracted uh, by the crowd during Gable Zig, the crowd didn't deserve that match. Hope it doesn't discourage Triple H from okaying those kinds of matches. Me either, because I like those. Maybe the crowd didn't. It was kind of late in the show. They were about three, three and a half hours deep, including the main event uh, matches. But Ziggler wins clean as a sheet with a super kick, and I'm fine with that. It's a match I haven't seen a hundred times. Ziggler wins. I want to see some more substance out of him as a babyface, but I'm fine with this type of match. It was a little bit jarring to see this not go two and a half minutes, Denise, because that's what it would have been a Month ago, and I think it's a little jarring for the audience as well. So when this goes five or six minutes, we're like, "What's going on here? We we got to invest in this." And I was happy to invest in it, but um, I do understand why it'd be jarring for some people.
2: Yeah, and this is one of the changes that I have noticed immediately now with, you know, Triple H running things is that obviously we are getting those lengthier matches, which is, I'm glad, I'm happy about that because I was tired of seeing, especially on SmackDown. SmackDown was like the place where we were seeing like one, two-minute matches and then that was it, right? Um, So even though, I think for me personally with this is that You know, I want to give credit to Chad Gable because Chad Gable has been doing a tremendous job. You know, he really got the comedy bits that he's been over with this, uh, you know, a thank you and all of these, you know, you don't boo a guy with a master's degree or whatever the hell he was saying all those weeks, right? With all of the smart people stuff that he was doing. He did a lot of really good work with that along with Otis and Matt Riddle and Randy Orton and everything that they did during that time period. And so I want to give credit to Gable and this was an entertaining match. Match, but I think the problem here is that I don't think that Ziggler has been in a recent program to me that has been super interesting. So when I'm kind of associating somebody that has been doing a lot of comedy on the show with somebody that hasn't really been doing much on the actual show, I think that's what kind of gets people a little bit like, okay, we're getting this match, but Where's this going in the long run? Like, why should I be interested in this match right now as we speak, you know? So I do think that is probably where somewhat of the lack of interest lies because personally, that's a little bit of where my lack of interest comes where it's like, okay, I'm getting this good match and all, but let's be real. I could be probably getting a better match in another place. So why should I specifically care about what we're seeing right now with Ziggler and Gable?
1: I agree. Uh, We got the, we got Nick Grosso saying, I don't believe for a minute that Rhea destroyed Dom. Like so either he was faking or Edge is trolling everyone and is gonna reveal he was the judgment day the whole time. That could be something as well. I could see either of those two options happening where Edge turns on Ray or and it is a, a double swerve or Dom joins. I, I could see that as well. James It'd says, be cool
2: if they did that and give him some edge.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's anything that could save him. James says, bring back Strowman to feud with Omos. James, I appreciate the super chat, but that sounds miserable.
2: Bring back who to feud with Omos? What do you say? Bring back Braun.
1: Who? Oh, Braun. <laughs> we got the U.S. title match. Man, they did a good job making this feel special. You got Champa cutting these great social media promos, talking about Harley Race, wearing the Harley Race robe, one of the great U.S. champions. They had a fantastic video that preceded this. They had uh, that, that mini tournament last week. They ran three matches to establish this. And then Lashley and Ciampa just had a good match, in my opinion. Shane Haas says, Corey Graves at the DIY reference. Could that be a coincidence? It's, it's a smart tease. It's like, you know, if you want to get something done, right, you got to do it yourself type of thing. But they made Ciampa look like he belonged. He kicked out of some things that would have pinned a lot of other people, a lot of Bobby Lashley's signature moves. Again, one month ago, Ciampa isn't even in this match. And if he is, he's losing it at about two or three minutes. Or the Miz is causing a DQ. It's one or the other. What we saw here was Ciampa, who we know is a great sports entertainer, a great wrestler, having a championship performance against a good champion. And he lost, and he lost fair and square. And he didn't lose in the eyes of the fans. I don't think there's anybody that can look at this and say, man, well, they buried Tommaso Ciampa. However, had this been a month ago and we got that two and a half minute L, you could say, oh, man, what are they doing with him? I thought this was effective. I thought it was good. They used last week to promote this week. I liked everything about this, Denise. I was was very happy with how this played out.
2: Well, I have to disagree with you slightly, Sean. And (laughs) this is the part where I somewhat disagree. If I didn't watch this Raw and I just read uh, that Ciampa dedicated this, said in a promo that he was dedicating this win to Harley Race. And then I read, oh, he didn't win this match. I'd be like, what a freaking dork. They had him lose this match after he said he was going to give, uh, you know, dedicate this 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 win to Harley Race and all of this and blah, blah, blah. I would have been like, what a dork, right? Sorry. But having seen the actual match, I do have to agree that I did love the uh, execution of this in the sense that uh Ciampa came out looking like pretty hard hitting, like some of the hard hitting stuff that we have seen some that we had seen from NXT, right? Not the same exact thing, but you know, shades of that we saw here in this match, but I don't think I really love this for Ciampa's part. I actually really love this because what I thought it did for Bobby Lashley because Bobby Lashley looked killer in this I, I i thought that he came out looking phenomenal he looked strong in this uh i love the spot where uh where chompa got bobby lashley in the expo with the ter- with the exposed turnbuckle and then right after that gets him with the knee and it was a killer freaking knee to bobby lashley right and bobby lashley you know doesn't He doesn't lose this match. He keeps, you know, he, I think he went for the pin and it ended up being a near fall or something along those lines. But it was during that moment that I thought, okay, like this is really great. They're making, they're making Bobby Lashley look really strong. And there were a bunch of other little moments where I thought they did that. And then in the end with him locking in the hurt lock and getting the uh, submission, I loved that for Bobby Lashley. So I would say I love this more for Lashley than I did for Ciampa. There were some parts of this that I thought, okay, good. Ciampa looked hard hitting. But that's, I think, the extent of where that went for Ciampa. But I do think that I'm not, I don't think he was buried by any means. So I wouldn't go that far. If anybody's saying that, I don't think so. I don't think he was buried whatsoever. Uh, and I do think that the future is looking a lot brighter with, for Ciampa with Triple H in charge.
1: To me, like you have to establish that these titles are important. You, and I, there are people saying, oh, but he's a heel though. Doesn't matter. He wants to win that championship as much as anybody else does. That's why it. Sh- That's what I liked about this. Under Vince McMahon, a lot of times we were made to believe that not only does the heel not care, they don't care to the point to where they're willing to get DQ'd and just throw it all away. Tommaso Ciampa showed that he cared, and not only that, the Miz showed that he cared too. Because when the Miz got involved. He made sure to do it slick. He didn't get get his dude DQ'd because the Miz knows how important that championship is because he's held it too. There were a lot of little things that I think deserve some credit there as well. Joe says, now that Ciampa had his turn, who do you think should be next for Bobby? KO is the only one who comes to mind. I would slowly build KO more and more and more. Um, I think we're about to see more people pop up. I, I think AJ could be a good one for for Bobby Lashley too. I mean, that's a hell of a hell of a match right there. Um, Finn Balor would be a good one, or Damian Priest. By the way, Damian Priest challenged Edge to uh, to a match in Toronto on Raw, which I love that. That's gonna feel big because Edge hasn't yeah. wrestled there a lot, and I bet that they're gonna tear down the friggin' house under Triple H. They're gonna tear down the house.
2: This is a this is a big opportunity, I think for for. For, for, for Damien Priest, mainly because it's like we were talking about, you know, the Judgment Day and there not being too much interest in it. And for Edge, because unfortunately, you know, he's kind of been on the a little bit of the dull side for some people. So I think that this could be a little bit of a, uh, I don't know, just a good thing. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Well, if you're looking for another good opportunity to get all your greens, get your multivitamins and get your multiminerals. AG one has you covered athleticgreens.com slash fightful order at our link at athleticgreens.com slash fightful. Get one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs. Took mine with me to Nashville and LA helped me out. Kept me, uh, kept my energy levels up because you never know when you're going to find the right energy drink there. You never know when you're going to be able to get your caffeine AG1, help me out. It's got 75 vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more in one convenient daily serving. It supports energy and focus, aids with gut health and digestion, and supports a healthy immune system and replaces all those other products. You want to drink your multivitamin, you do not want to take a tablet. Ask anybody. Who uh, does nutrition for a living? They'll tell you it absorbs so much better. That's the great thing about AG1. Mix it with a little water, drink it. You're good to go. They've changed this formula over 50 times over the last decade. So every few months they are adapting with science. Athleticgreens.com/slash/fightful had me in the fighting mood last weekend, Denise. I Chad, heard. Chad says, does Denise like anything? No, she doesn't.
2: Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm just not going to lower my bar, okay? When I love – so here's the thing. Like, I'm honest about things because when I love something and I tell you guys that I love it, I want you guys to really believe me. (laughs) I want to be believed when I said I love something. Are you mad at me, Sean? I feel like you're mad at at me.
1: I'm just disappointed. Joel Wood says, Lashley and Ciampa were the most (gasps) invested – we the most invested I had been in one match in years. They made the title matter and made Ciampa look like a star. I'm, I'm with you, Joel. I think that Ciampa was helped out by this. The title was helped out by this. Uh, Bobby Lashley was. And in a way, The Miz was as well. He ended up getting attacked by AJ. They had a match, an ODQ match, a little bit later. And I thought it was a damn good ODQ match. AJ was... Just molly whopping him with that cane. Just beating the brakes off of him. Ciampa took a great table bump. Uh, and I love the finishing stretch. AJ goes for the phenomenal forearm. Gets a chair thrown in his face. But eventually hits that Styles Clash and wins. I love the no DQ match. I thought it was a great way to do it. We'll talk about the aftermath up next. But we got this. We did not get Johnny Gargano. That a lot of people were expecting. Uh, his ass was at Disney World today. For those of you <laughs> that are wondering. I love it. I love oh, it. Was he really at Disney World? <laughs> yes. Oh, boy. Was it Disney World? Uh, or Disney, whatever's in Orlando.
2: Yeah, He Disney was at World. Disney.
1: He was not there. I can <laughs> tell you guys that we reported on FightfulSelect.com today. Just $5. Please subscribe. Again, these are actual reports. Not just GIFs and random images where... When one out of 10 of them hit, we go, look, We we saw. Uh, We were told that Shawn Michaels has been tasked with reaching out to Johnny. I don't know if that's happened as of yet, but it's in the works. We had also reported that WWE had interest in bringing back uh, a couple other guys, and they popped up the very night that it happened. So I I get the feeling whenever we find out that they've got real interest and are talking to him, he'll probably pop back up. But before we get into Johnny and Dexter and the way – what did you think of the Miz and AJ Styles?
2: Love the table spot. That was great. Match is better than expected. And that's kind of where I'm at with that.
1: And I'm ready to move on past it. I- I've seen them. Yes. I'm ready to go on past it. Let's go on.
2: I didn't even laugh when he hit him with the kendo stick in between the balls. I didn't even care. I was just like.
1: Oh, yeah. In the little balls. He the did. Little balls. Um,
2: yeah. That was supposed to be the big like, oh, my God, he got him in the little balls moment.
1: James says, Denise is joining Sour Graps. I would actually love a Denise and Alex collaboration. That's something we'll have to do on Select sometime. Like, have you involved with the Sour Graps people?
2: I don't understand. I'm being super nice.
1: (laughs) BB said, Denise versus Sean at Mania
2: 39. Bro, I'd love that, by the way. I'd wrestle you. Let me see. I could do some cool stuff.
1: Did you see Alvarez is doing a match? I saw. I'm so excited for that, like. I know a lot of people expect me to hate brian alvarez because we have similar jobs but <laughs> i like the guy personally and i'm very excited to see what he does there because i also like everybody in that match so uh yeah good for him i hope he i hope cool. he has a blast doing it joel Woods so says
2: are we on for wrestlemania 39 come on this weekend, like that denise, weekend?
1: denise teaching you how to dump me over the top rope was a nightmare <laughs>
2: It was fun. It was so and it was funny. funny, but okay, uh huh, and
1: it was a nightmare. So what you're
2: saying is you didn't like working with me?
1: No, I loved working with you. You you but announcing me—that's what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, you just suck. But and you announcing me to the ring was one of my fondest wrestling memories. Good, and, better, and be. that was cool. But um.
2: But I, what, I wonder are you going to be... bury me? Are you going to go on these interviews and bury me? Be like Denise Salcedo just really sucked when she tried throwing me over the rope. And would then you... that day I didn't even do it the way we trained.
1: Would you actually train?
2: Oh, God, For no. My... Are you kidding me? I have okay, no, no, I no I athletic bone in my belly. But, but I will fight you. I will shoot. Oh, shit. I will shoot fight you, Sean. I don't care.
1: That'd be cute. Okay, how about um...
2: this? This I will do. A death match with you. Come on. All I have to do is hit you with some weapons. How about we
1: do the opposite of that where we have like instead of thumbtacks, we have like gummy bears. And instead of tables, we have like pillows. It'll be the opposite of a death match. And then people, whenever I hit you with a pillow, they'll act like I'm hitting you with barbed wire. That'd be great.
2: I would say we kind of be doing like not like an Orange Cassidy thing, but more along the lines of an Orange Cassidy thing. Yeah, there
1: you go. Joel Wood says, Alex seemed a little more positive in his Sour Graps description. The important question is here. Uh, if WWE turns it around, what in God's name will Alex name his show? Uh, Luis says he's already called it Sweet Sheets. And yes, uh, the Alex Palowski Kate Hensler uh, post show is over on FightfulSelect.com right now. It's not just uh, news over there. We got lots of stuff. But the end of this. Now, we saw... In the background of the Kevin Owens thing, a car that was wrecked and Nikki and Dewdrop looking along. In the background of the women's interview backstage, we saw the car being loaded onto a tow truck. And then we see personnel running. And then at the end of the show, we see cops and AJ's looking over at him. So it, this obviously is an angle for the two of you that didn't know. I saw some people saying, oh, you see? They're all connected. No shit, Sherlock. Of course they're all connected. Duh. But um, we got Mike Lucas saying, shout out to Triple H for making the 2K22 roster relevant again. Imagine if they had removed all these people from the game, and then they got brought back. And Colt says, I hope Loomis is looking for Indy, and Indy acknowledges him being back on NXT. I would love to see a segment on NXT where like we catch her in the ass end of a phone conversation. And she's like, yeah, I don't know what he was doing out there. And then she like hangs up the phone type of thing. They got to reference this on NXT to some degree, Denise, but hearing that Dexter Loomis was possibly headed back. What did you think? And then when he popped up, what did you think?
2: Man, just throw me on the show as Alex. I feel like I don't even belong anymore. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to sound like a negative Nancy, and I don't really mean to, but I'll just be completely honest here. I saw everybody on social media freaking out about this car thing in the back, and I was like, okay, cool. You didn't like the car stuff? Like,
1: it was fascinating.
2: I thought that it was okay. I thought that they could have been less obvious about it. I think had they made it more less obvious that they weren't tweeting eyeball emojis okay, and they, and look they at should this. have done
1: that. They should and have then, relied on they should have relied on Twitter to create that buzz without them doing it. I agree. Yes,
2: more subtleness. And then I think it was during the women's interview later on in the day when they had the guys coming out. and I thought they should have just done it that one time with Kevin Owens made it very subtle subtle, and that's it. I didn't feel we needed everything else to to tow the car, and it doesn't. I live in LA. I've seen a bunch of cars getting towed. They don't take that long.
1: You know, you know what they say: rather be towed than fingered, Denise.
2: I have never heard that saying in my life, Sean. And that sounds terrible. How does one get? Never mind. Anyways, how does
1: how does one get what?
2: Nothing. Uh, <laughs> moving on from this. That's what
1: they say. That's what they I've say. I've never heard
2: anyone say that. Never anyone has ever said that.
1: That's what they say.
2: Um, So, it doesn't take I, that I long. don't
1: say that. That's what they say.
2: Who's they? They. I don't know them. They who? Can not mean a, mean,
1: Not anybody that I'd associate with. That's for damn sure.
2: A group. Okay, well, all I'm saying is I've seen plenty of cars get towed. I myself have gotten my car towed. And it is a very fast process, okay? And uh, they took – they had like – I don't know. how I didn't time it or anything. I don't know how much time went in between that, but they took way too long to get that thing towed. Okay. okay. What?
0: Okay. I'm, I'm First,
2: saying. I'm just thinking that it should have been more subtle. That's all I'm saying. It sure. should have been more subtle, and I think people were overly sure. excited, but and som- I just didn't share the same enthusiasm. I'm some, sorry.
1: Somebody getting towed should have been more subtle. Dick the <laughs> Cock Johnson says Papa <laughs> H. <laughs> <laughs> what the papa h is making us wait for gargano but his son-in-law will do now for now uh another fun show i thought it was a fun show as well dick the cock johnson ke775 says any rec spec on who uh, triple h can be bringing back next open gargano tegan john morrison what do you think um i'm just gonna throw out arbitrarily a bunch of names i said i thought he should bring back bray braun uh tya john morrison i think enzo and jonah. Cass, jonah um johnny candace Just off the top of my head, I think that that all of them should probably come back. Teagan as well. Joel says, do you think WWE bringing back Dexter may be a favor to Johnny to entice them to get him back? Possibly. um, I I don't know how those conversations or talks have been, but um, I would imagine, not imagine, I know they want him back. Obviously, they want him back, but um, they got to wait it out. Michael Key says, Toad versus fingered at Mania 40. And Scotty Bobak says, I'm surprised at the number of people on the bird app who haven't put the puzzle together. A lot of complaints about Loomis being out of shot. He's not supposed to be there. He crashed his car in the garage and fled like the madman he is. Exactly. How is this? This is why they treat us like we're stupid. Come on. Chris Ferris. What are we
2: mad about right now?
1: Nothing. We're not mad about okay. anything. People that aren't getting the Dexter thing and knowing that it's connected and being like,
2: well, I thought that see, was very obvious. I can like, they're they still showing them on camera. I mean, like they not even see them. I was all, like, where's Dexter?
1: Well, then you did. And they said, Dexter, I but, only I mean, knew he was
2: there because they said his name. I had to go on Twitter and watch the replay. That's the point.
1: They were being more subtle about it, like you asked. But anyway,
2: oh come on, that was he, the big reveal. You might as well show his face at that point. There's been a they bunch of people running in. Show his face, and, bro, from far away.
1: Anyway, you got people out here acting like they're Gil Grissom or Joe Kenda putting these pieces together. Oh, you see, yeah, obviously. Chris says, Denise is wrong. My dad is a tow truck driver. It's an accident and details aren't immediately available and it's not blocking traffic. Some can take hours while police gather info. All right, so, I well, mean, I
2: meant more listen, like you get your part, you parked in the wrong spot. Your ass so is listen, getting towed.
1: This guy is, well, you know what they say. You'd rather your ass get towed than fingered. And Chris Ferris <sighs> tells us exactly why it could take quite a long time. Okay, Negan.
2: fine. Okay, then that place I will take my comments back, okay? I will withdraw my comments. But okay. that being said, I still think that people were overreacting with the car thing.
1: Negan says, imagine all the work 2K had to do to remove Wyatt from the game, then suddenly he goes back to WWE. I'm digging these returns. Uh, that was specifically requested at WWE as well, uh, by WWE as well. But 10 Ruza says, hey, Sean, congrats, Denise. Where's the Royal Rumble next year? later than usual for them to announce that interested to see the mania launch. Um, I reported, I think over three months ago and it got picked up again today that they were targeting San Antonio, the Alamo dome. One of my least favorite cities, one of my least favorite venues. Why? Uh, What's wrong with it? Well, when you go be ready to park in somebody's yard, Denise, unless we get media, like some media box or something. Be ready to park in somebody's yard about a mile away from the venue. Uh, guys, leave a thumbs up. Donate a Super Chat. Donate a humber Chat. We're heading down the home stretch here. Denise, tell the people what you got going on.
2: Oh, we're done already? This yeah. is it? This is I didn't it. know. Sorry. I thought we still you, had you more can't, to talk you about. You can't
1: kill time for another 10 minutes, Denise. Sorry.
2: <laughs> YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo.
1: Got a bunch of interviews coming. I got one with Billy Corgan coming up, but on FightfulSelect.com, we're going to have an insane amount of NWA news as well this weekend. Uh, he talks about the Tony Khan situation. Tony Khan kind of going at him a little bit on a media call once upon a time, but we got Ryan Martins as we wrap up saying tonight was a very good show. Love the constant running theme throughout it and how everyone has a sub story. P.S. Denise, don't be a Karen. I'm
2: not a Karen. I'm a Karina. Get it right. Karina over here.
1: Okay. Guys. Oh,
2: I'm big time, Karina.
1: Until (gasps) next time. continue (laughs) on. We're out. Rather be toad than fingered.
2: Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P.
0: This is the story of the wad. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping.